G'day, and welcome to the Fasting Highway Podcast, the podcast that's all about intermittent fasting. I'm your host, Graham Curry from Perth, Australia. I lost 60 kilograms or 132 pounds living an intermittent fasting lifestyle and have successfully maintained that weight loss. I'm also the author of the Amazon category best-selling book, The Fasting Highway, which will give you a great insight into what it's actually like to live it day to day, how to get started, what it's about, what are some of the health benefits that come from it, and how to turn it into a successful long-term lifestyle. In this series of podcasts, you'll be hearing from people from all over the world, from the beginners to the experienced and those that are on the journey. You'll also be hearing from some leaders in the intermittent fasting community, and you'll also be hearing from some past guests as we recheck in to see how they've been going. And thank you for joining us here on the Fasting Highway. Enjoy the show. G'day, and welcome to the Fasting Highway podcast. And this is episode 122. And just before I get to today's exciting guest, I just wanted to give a big shout out to all those people out there that have been buying my book about my own story and how I got started with intermittent fasting and made it into a successful lifestyle. Uh, that's The Fasting Highway. Uh, you can find that book on Amazon and both paperback and Kindle. Uh, it will give you a bit of an insight into what it's like to get going with an intermittent fasting lifestyle and keep and make it sustainable for the long term. Anyway, folks, let's get going with today's guest. I'm going to be speaking with the very inspiring Dorcas Mew here. And Dorcas, who likes to go by D, is 34 years old and she was born and raised in Kenya until 2013 where she relocated to the United States. And Dee is a nurse by profession and lives in Northern California with her lovely husband. And she's a blessed mummy to two beautiful children, a 16-month-year-old son and a 12-year-old daughter. And Dee likes to enjoy outdoor activities like hiking, going to the beach. Uh, she enjoys travel, wine tasting. And she recently took up running after her amazing weight loss story, uh, which we'll hear about today. Without any further ado, to tell that story is a very inspiring Dee Muhia. Oh, good day, Dee, and welcome to the Fasting Highway. And thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you very much for having me. It's um, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm really honoured that you know you reached out to me to share my story. I always told my husband, you know, I want to lose weight and be one of these people who come on podcast and share their stories. So, thank you for having me today. I'm really pleased you're here, Dee. You're a very inspiring person in our Facebook group, The Fasting Highway, and thank you so much for inspiring others, and you're here today to share your story. So, Dee, for people around the world that may not know you or your story or seen your progress in Facebook, if you wouldn't mind sharing that story and also any problems you had with weight and that sort of thing in your life and how you found your way to intermittent fasting. Okay, thank you. Um, well, like he's introduced me, uh, my name is Dorcas Muhia. I like to go by D. I'm 34 years old. Um, I was born and raised in Kenya until the age of um, 26 in 2013 when I moved um, up here to the U.S. from Kenya as a nurse. Um, I'm a blessed mother of two beautiful children, my 16-month-old baby and um, a 12-year-old um, stepdaughter. Um I love the outdoors, you know, going out for hikes, going to the beach, just being outdoor and um, 
you know, traveling, wine tasting. And recently I took up running as a hobby uh, after my weight loss. And uh, throughout my life, you know, ever since I could remember, I've always been on the heavier side. I've always been obese. And at first that didn't bother me at all, especially in my childhood, because coming from Africa, when you're a chubby and healthy baby, people love it because that shows it's a good sign of health and, you know, wealth and the parents are taking care of view and you know I grew up confident and loved my body and later on after pursuing my um career in nursing, I realized that I needed to lose weight because I came across these patients, you know, I worked in a cardiac clinic and I came across these patients who had diabetes and hypertension and we were teaching them on weight loss to kind of get rid of these problems. And so I found it ironic or rather coincidental that I'm telling people, oh, you need to lose weight to control your, you know, your HB1C or your hypertension. And I was obese. So that is when I started seeking ways and means to lose weight. And by then, at the age of 22, when I got my first job, I weighed about 200 pounds. Um, and on from there, I, I did have a good strategy of losing weight. So at first with my heavy weight, I started like, uh, you know, running to shed off the weight, but it was not sustainable because, you know, with the excess, um, excess weight, um, my knees and joints would hurt me so much and I would be so breathless. So I'll run like for a day and then stop. And then, uh, binge eat a lot because I felt like, you know, I'm not moving. I'm not going anywhere. My scale is just the same digit. So, um, that was quite a struggle, but, um, I still kept, you know, back and forth with my exercises and, um, uh, it kind of helped me because, you know, with persistence in any kind of exercise, it kind of helps you in the long run. So with that whole trouble of running with painful joints and, you know, feeling like I'm almost giving up, I was able to lose about 20 pounds, roughly 20, 25 pounds at that time. And this was in a span of three years. So that was quite a long time, just losing the 20 pounds, about three years. So, um, Three years later, uh, after I started my journey and after my first job, I got the opportunity to relocate to the U.S. as a nurse. And when I came to the U.S. again, all the weight that I had lost, I picked up again. I All the weight uh, creeped up again because, one, I moved to a very busy fast-paced, um, you know, country, Americans are busy and, you know, in the health industry, long working hours. And then also the excitement of moving to um, this beautiful country. I needed, I wanted to try out different kinds of food. And unfortunately, I went for the fast foods, you know, I didn't get an opportunity to eat, you know, cheeseburgers and fries and all that. So I did a lot of drive throughs So within a couple of months, all the weight that I had lost, you know, crept back up again. And um, I remember I stood up on a scale in 2014. That was one year after relocating. And I weighed a good 100 and, uh, 210 pounds. So I had added all the weight and added, uh, I mean, that was 200 pounds and now 210 pounds. So again, my struggle with weight loss started up again. And uh, I didn't give up this time. You know, I decided to join a gym, uh, high intensity, high in interval intensity heat 
Jim, uh, we have some here um, in the U.S. and I, I joined a very famous one. And we do a lot of, we did a lot of cardio, a lot of workouts. And I remember it was only one hour and I would burn like almost 900 calories which is quite high and my heart rate was up and you know i was hopeful that would help me lose weight but it was quite a slow journey two years i lost about 20 pounds doing this kind of gym and it wasn't sustainable because after that i would feel so tired i i only did this kind of gym after work because the next thing i would just eat and sleep and um i ended up just quitting all together and decided to stick to something that I love, which is the outdoor and hiking. So I went back again and um, decided to try out just, you know, the hikes and the little jogs around the neighborhood. And uh, luckily in 2019, I met my now lovely husband, uh, Nanda Holtz, who um, introduced me to IF. He happened to listen. He loves podcasts. So he happened to listen to, uh, Jean podcast, Jean's podcast. And he, she, you know, he came home and told me, you know, D, I listened to this podcast called, uh, uh I, I forget the name of Jean's podcast, but it was all about intermittent fasting. And at first I thought, this is impossible. And this is so funny. How can I not eat for 16? you know, 16 hours, uh, because I was so used to snacking in between and eating my three huge meals. So uh, because of the desperation to lose weight for all these years, almost all my life, I don't remember a time when I was normal weight. I was always on the higher side. So I told him, you know what? I've been struggling with my weight, so I'm going to give it a try. So 2019 October is when I put my all excuse me, into um, intermittent fasting. And uh, luckily, we did clean fasting right from the beginning. We didn't put any cream in our sugar, you know. And uh, I still remember to this day, the first day that I did the 16-8, I could not wait to eat. You know, my head was spinning. I, You know, I was just all sweaty. Um, I, was, I just felt like the next minute I would collapse. But I stuck to it and I, I ate, I ate, uh, so much on that eight hour window. But again, I, I felt good because I, you know, I had started something. I had started a journey that I, 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 I knew was promising thanks to the people who shared their stories on intermittent fasting. And I always said, you know, I'm going to be those people who lose so much weight that, um, other people will want to hear the story. So that gave me hope. Listening to other people's stories gave me a reason to stick to it. So I stuck to it and, um, um, that was, I started in October, 2019 and, um, the next year, 2020, February, two things happened. Uh, we discovered that I was pregnant. That was one and number two, well, that was a huge, 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 uh, discovery. And it was such a blessing knowing that, you know, I had a little baby growing in me, but that also meant that I needed to put IF on hold at that time. So I had only done uh, four months. I was four months into IF and it had really helped me because at that time I had lost a bunch of, I'd lost about 20 pounds within four months. And looking back, uh, back when I started my journey, uh, 
back in 2013 when I was trying to lose weight, I had lost only 20 pounds in like three years. So losing four months, uh, losing 20 pounds in an average of four months was incredible. So I told myself, I'm going to enjoy my pregnancy, enjoy all my cravings, and then get back to it. And um, 2020 was quite a year for us, because I mean, for almost everybody. So on top of my pregnancy, the pandemic hit the next month. So there was a lot of isolation, a lot of binge eating, or well, we didn't do much of the hikes and all. So uh, through my pregnancy, the whole year of 2020, I added so much weight and i remember um i mean i gave myself grace i gave myself you know i was loving my body because i knew i was you know growing a beautiful baby in me and i decided i'm not gonna weigh myself only at the doctor's appointments and um after the baby was born in december 2020 that was the first time i stepped on the scale and looked at it and at that time uh it was uh, two days before christmas and i was a good 208 pounds um i ate healthy throughout you know i did my walks and um my journey back to if started again in 2020 2021 um in may that was when i finished winning when i got my son off breastfeeding and um at that time in may uh, thanks to the healthy eating and the regular walks, I had um, lost roughly 10 pounds because I was 194 pounds. And that is what I calculate. Like every time someone asks me, what was your starting goal? I start my my goals, uh, my starting weight was uh, 194 pounds when I restarted my IF journey. And... Um, I started off with a 16.8 because, you know, it, it had been a long break for me. And so I gradually increased my fasting window and, and my fasting uh, interval. So I started off with 16.8 and then went all the way up to 24. So 20 hours of fasting and four hours of eating. And then on the weekends, because we like to go out and eat and dine, um, I left it at uh, 18.6. Then I can enjoy myself, you know, go out to restaurants. And even on vacations, I still kept that window. And that's my current uh, weight because I'm on maintenance. So it's uh, 24 during the week and then 16.8 on weekends and on when we go out on vacations. And uh, like I said, my starting weight was uh, 194 pounds. My goal weight I loved the number 135. I don't know how the number came up in my head, but I just loved 135 because I thought, oh my goodness, that's I've never weighed that less. And I think 135 is cool. And um, I, I surpassed it actually uh, because I'm currently 122 pounds and I'm on maintenance. I'm 5'2 uh, height-wise. Yeah. That's fantastic, Dorcas. Really great. And Thank I think you. you really showed some great mindset and everything you said there. And I love mm -hmm. the fact that you started with that 16.8. I think that is a good place for most people to start. It's pretty uh, accomplished. Yeah. You can do that. You can sort of just miss breakfast and start off with lunch during your day and you, you transition that 16.8 and then you can move it around as you get more experienced. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a good idea to start there. Let's talk about the eating window now. When your mm -hmm. eating window come along when you first start, uh, 
D. How did you handle that? Um, so at first, at the beginning of my IF journey, I um, didn't have a specific uh, strategy on, on what to eat. My whole mindset was I've not been eating, so I'm going to eat anything. And I would eat whatever I craved. I didn't have a specific. I wasn't craving for anything healthy or, you know, I just went for whatever was available. And I realized, you know, with time, there's something that ha- there's something beautiful. There's something magical that happens with IF. It helps you choose the right kinds of food. It helps you choose healthy foods. I would say six months down the line, uh, we ended up uh, using Green Chef, the pre-made meals, and that's what we basically eat. So we have one good Green Chef meal and then, you know, a dessert or a snack and that's it for our window. That's really interesting too because I think as we go along on our journey, we naturally gravitate towards that higher quality foods. And having done Mm -hmm. IF and then pausing for your pregnancy, then restarting again, You've been doing it in a while now. Do you find that you're actually gravitating towards higher quality foods? Is that something that you crave now? Yes, a lot. A lot of healthy, um, you know, healthy foods that I choose. Um, I'm thankful because even before uh, IF, you know, we shop, we usually shop, but uh, we have a store called Trader Joe's and Whole Foods. Uh, it's mainly uh, whole food uh, it's mainly organic foods so that was not a problem but you know the the things that i don't crave anymore is you know i had high sugar cravings like i would crave for a donut in the morning or i would crave for a bagel and cream cheese and all that good stuff or you know high carb foods and i realized you know with if as the journey progressed i don't have any of those cravings my main cravings are a good 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 uh protein a good protein intake and um also vegetables which i didn't have cravings for like you know i love asparagus i love brussels sprouts those are things that were never in my diet like were never in my craving i would say so i think if has a lot to do with that yeah, and during your eating window, D, did you yeah. find yourself, did you ever have like alcohol or anything like that? Are, are you a drinker? Oh, yes. So uh, so before IF, when I met my husband, you know, we were laughing the other day and said, oh, wow, we've really um, cut down on our alcohol intake. Because when I met him, we live in Sonoma County. We have one of the best wineries around. And, you know, finding a nice bottle of wine after work, we would like drink a bottle every other day. And so with IF, I realized, you know, I'm not really craving for this wine or I'll drink a glass of wine with my food. And I'm like, you know, I think I'm done and maybe not even finish that, you know, bottle. And then as time went by with, you know, IF and, you know, healthy lifestyle, I I found out that there are other better options to, you know, quench that feeling, oh, I need to sip something like alcohol. So I gravitated more to, you know, sparkling water. And now I came across um, a beer, a non-alcoholic beer that I love a lot, Lagunitas. And, uh, you know, it's zero calorie and, you know, I love it. And then also the other thing, you know, with IF came about, you know, good uh, good running experience. And so I decided I don't want to run with a hangover the next day. So I kind of cut down on alcohol a lot. I drink socially now. Like if I go to someone's wedding or like a birthday party or something, I'll take a sip of that, but not the usual glass of wine with dinner. 
Okay. What about yeah. struggles? D, we often talk about all the positives of intermittent fasting and how great it is, but there are struggles along the way sometimes. Did you ever find any struggles? Was there anything in particular that you found hard or was it all pretty smooth sailing for you? Um, I would say, yes, there were challenges. And, you know, the main challenge that I can think about is trying to explain to a loved one what IF is and trying to bring up that concept without wanting to sound crazy. You know, not many people can think of just not eating and still becoming healthy. And I remember, uh, you know, I visited a close friend and family member and they thought that was the craziest thing, that there's something going on in my life. And they kept asking me, dear, are you okay? Are you sure you're not going to eat? You're not going to eat with us? And I told them, no, I don't eat breakfast. Usually I'm going to eat lunch with you. And no, you know, that kind of makes you feel, you know, sad because, you know, you know, it's beneficial to you. You know, it's going to be beneficial to them. And especially if they are struggling with hypertension and diabetes or, you know, some other medical condition that can be improved with the IF. And yet they, you know, they kind of think that, you know, you have very crazy uh, concepts and you love them. You know, they're your family. They are your loved ones. They are your very close friends. You want them to benefit. So I found out kind of a struggle. You know, because I, I want to share, I was torn between, I want to share the good news and what IF can do. And at the same time, I don't want to be uh, isolated and termed, you know, you're crazy. What are you doing? You're not eating, you know? Yeah, I do know. I had a lot of it myself. And um, <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a, a way you can share with people. And I always say there's three types of people, right, when it comes to information sharing. There's those yeah. people that just want to know, okay, D, what do you do? Okay, I do 16 and 8, and I do this and I do that. Okay, that's enough. And then there's those people that go, okay, D, what do you do? I want some science. How can you convince me? I want more. And then there's the third group of people. They want everything. They expect you to be a doctor, a scientist, all rolled into one. And they want you to do a presentation and a PowerPoint and everything else to try and get them to do it. So there's yeah. that. And then you get the classic line, oh, you're starving yourself. Well, so, <laughs> hey, actually, you know yeah. what starvation is? I mean, you're from Africa. You know full well what starvation is like in some countries mm -hmm. in Africa. Starvation is when there's no food around. And mm -hmm. all we're doing is making our food scarcer. And so we're delaying mm -hmm. in the time of the day. I always say to people, look, everybody fasts. You fast, everybody does. And they go, I don't fast. And I say, yes, you do. You go to sleep mm -hmm. at night, you're fasting because you're not eating. So for an eight-hour yeah. period of time while you're sleeping, you're actually fasting. Mm -hmm. Then you wake mm -hmm. up and you'll have breakfast. How's that spelt? Break fast. And so traditionally, yeah. it's the first meal people have of the day where they break their fast from their overnight rest. Okay? Mm -hmm. So the other thing is if I have a tough conversation with people and you get into conversations with people that just won't take no for an answer or they won't accept what you're doing, just end a conversation with you do you and I'll do me because some people, that's the only language they'll understand. You can try yeah. and educate them all you like, but sometimes mm -hmm. they just won't let you do it. So, yeah, so you just got to pick your battles with people and, you know, find out if they're genuinely interested and that's great. But if they just mm -hmm. want to be negative and take you down, then just walk away from them because life's too short to deal with negative people. Don't you agree? Very true. Very true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dee, we talk about the non-scale victories and the health benefits that come from intermittent fasting. 
Obviously, weight loss is, is a side effect, as they say, from IF, but it's really the non-scale victories and those health benefits that start generating for us and all those things that we can do, that's the real benefit for me. And how do you feel about that? And just run us through some of those that happened for you. I agree with you. Um, non-scale victories are amazing, you know, as a side effect of, you know, IF and, you know, the weight loss. So my first one is I have a lot of energy when it comes to, you know, doing things. Before then, um, when I had so much weight on me, like the 210 pounds, I was I was chronically tired. I was chronically tired, uh, and I remember I would take a nap, you know, in the in the afternoon or even in the evening. I would just feel so tired, and it's not like I was doing anything strenuous. And I realized after weight loss and now with IF, um, I no longer take naps in between, and I'm able to juggle my busy life. Uh, you know, being a mother of two. Um, my I have a 16 months old toddler boy who's always up and about climbing up and down running and I'm able to catch up with him and you know give be there for him and um also be there for my stepdaughter who's 12 and you know she's active and wants us to hang out or rather we want to spend time with each other I have time to do all that and on top of that you know being a nurse and being on my feet for 8 you know, eight hours on my feet, taking care of patients. And also um, recently for the last couple of months, I have taken up running as a, you know, as a hobby and something that, like, that I like to do. I do five kilometers every day and uh, 10 kilometers every other day, like today. So having all this energy to do all this thing is amazing. Uh, the next uh, non-scale victory that I have, like I mentioned, I've taken up running as a hobby and as, as a daily activity for me. It's amazing because for the longest time, I've never even dreamt about being a runner. I know I'm, I'm from Kenya. Most Kenyans are runners, especially coming from the highlands. But, you know, being obese and overweight all your life, I would not, I would never have thought that I would run and run pain-free and not have any soreness and have a good speed. So that's amazing. And I'm so appreciative to whoever discovered IF. And um, I'm actually doing my first half marathon in August, which I'm super excited about. And um, the other thing, also with my runs, when I started off, I've noticed that my speed has really increased. I am able to go at a fast pace within a long period of time, or rather I don't stop in between. My endurance has gotten better. Um, the other thing that uh, that IF has really helped me in terms of uh, the non-scale victories is um, I sleep much better. I had a lot of insomnia, and I think um, from that the insomnia came about from GERD, you know, when I, because I ate all the time and when I went to bed, uh, my food was not properly digested. So I had horrible nights and I would wake up to, you know, drink water, you know, or maybe even go to the bathroom and all that stuff. So my sleep was always disrupted. But thanks to this whole journey, I sleep for like seven hours solid. Um, the other thing uh, is my self-confidence. Uh, I have a lot of self-confidence. My, it's my, uh, my self-confidence, I would say, has been boosted. I'm so comfortable under my skin. That's one thing I lacked growing up as an adult. You know, like I mentioned earlier, uh, in the introduction, 
when I was little, I had no problem with my self-confidence. I was so proud of myself. You know, I felt strong. I felt good. But I realized, you know, being chubby is not healthy. So, uh, you know, in high school and in college, I felt I needed to do something about my body and I didn't know what to do. So, you know, having all this weight loss and, you know, living a healthy life, my confidence is amazing. Uh, the other thing that I'm so thankful for is my plantar fasciitis disappeared and all my joint pains. I remember as young as I was at the age of 22, I had started taking uh, Tylenol or paracetamol, like they call it. And that is mainly for my joints. It, it was mainly for my joints and for my heel because, you know, my body was not supposed to carry all this weight all this year. So by the age I was, by the time I was 12, uh, 22 years old, climbing up a flight of stairs, I would, so, I would be so breathless. And then at the end of my shift, when I went home, I had to soak my feet in some warm water and some Epsom salt because I was so sore. And all this just disappeared. I know it's amazing that I'm a runner and I am pain-free. Like I run and stretch and that's it. The last time I took a Tylenol or some pain medication for my joints, I don't even remember. So that's amazing for me. And um, the other thing is uh, skin clarity. I've been blessed with good skin uh, even way back when uh, when I was overweight. But I've noticed that um, I have a lot of skin glow thanks to IF and uh, I no longer use makeup. I rarely use makeup. In fact, I tossed about three containers of foundation and some mascara or whatever because, you know, I was always, I always had this sunken eyelids thanks, you know, because of sleep or because, you know, I didn't feel fresh. I, I wanted my glow. So I'd put on, you know, some makeup to make me feel good. But I realized, oh my goodness, I, I think the last time I put some nice um, makeup on myself was on my wedding last year. That was the last time I ever put like a full face. So I thank the whole IF for clearing my skin and, you know, the glow popping. And then... Uh, the other one that I just discovered the other day when I went shopping, clothes shopping with my stepdaughter is I love to shop for clothes. Uh, this is because I can fit into anything I pick up at a store. I remember back then when I weighed 210 pounds, it was so hard to get clothes that I loved. I would go to a store and the guy selling or the lady selling would be like, oh, we don't have your size, even before I went into the store. So, you know, having all this weight loss and, you know, it's funny because talking about clothes, I had a a, a gold pants that I bought in 2018 and it was a size six and I bought it because I loved the pair of jeans and it was a designer pair of jeans that I loved. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe if I buy this pair, I'm going to be motivated to lose weight and fit into it. And I kept it there since 2018. The other day I wore it when we came back from shopping and uh, it fit right up and it's actually even bigger. And my stepdaughter was like, D, you can't wear that. You know, it's really buggy. So I'm down to a size four and uh, I can't wait for my next shopping spree. 
Yeah, that's fabulous. I can really resonate with that. As you know, you've probably heard me talk about the clothes a lot. And I -hmm. think that's a real huge part of our journey, actually. And I always say to people, you know, as you are losing weight and those clothes do get baggy on you, and I agree with your stepdaughter there, get rid of them. You know, donate donate them to charity and somebody else that may need them out there. But if you get rid of them and you stay in your size as you're going down, and, you know, mm-hmm. if it's the case that you can't afford new clothes and maybe you can go to, the you know, an op shop or what we call a charity shop here and you can always buy new clothes on the way down. But it's mm-hmm. important not to keep those clothes because we think, hey, I'm going to keep these because I might put weight back on and I might need them again. Yeah. So that's a really great mm-hmm. mindset there. But I wanted to transition back to your career, um, Dee, as a nurse. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously – Life as a nurse is, is a hard work, and we really thank you for everything that you do for our community. And it's been particularly a hard time for our nurses out there over the last two years, as we know. But I would guess the energy that you've got now, and you're able to put that into your nursing, and also the fact that when you're talking to people, you mentioned earlier about having to talk to people about their diabetes or their health in general when you are a heavy that must have been quite difficult mentally because you're trying to portray a healthy sort of, you know, what to do and that sort of thing. And here you are, a yeah. heavy person yourself. And I remember, yeah. I remember often doctors would talk to me and that, and I look across the desk at them and they were actually heavier than me. And I, I was thinking, well, how am I going to take advice from you? How can I trust you? Because you don't look like a healthy person. So is what you're telling me the right mm-hmm. way to go? Do you think that's really helped with your nursing as well? It has. It has a lot, you know. And, you know, like you mentioned, when you look at your health practitioner or your doctor and they have a lot of weight to lose and then they are telling you it doesn't make sense. You really don't see the urgency to do that. Um, And you don't even share the news. I mean, you don't even educate well because you're kind of shying away. You don't want to talk about weight loss when you have a lot of work to do on yourself. So I feel like now I'm able to educate my patients. I'm able to uh, go into details. And I mention I like to share with my patients because I'm like, you know what? I may be saving someone's life. You know, and I always tell them, you know, um, when, whenever you get a chance, you know, look into something called intermittent fasting. I've lost about 70 pounds thanks to IF. You know, I know how you feel. I'm able to, um, relate to what they're going through, you know, and, um, I, and I find that very beneficial, you know, because I have so much passion in what I do as a nurse. So um, it's really helped me career-wise um, to share and to talk about these things because, um, you know, I was talking to uh, my husband, actually, and we were talking about, you know, the whole IF journey and uh, patients because I also deal with patients who are going through uh, gastric bypass. And, you know, sometimes I look at them and I'm like, you don't have to go through surgery. There are other better ways to lose weight, you know. But I usually, uh, I'm a medical surgical patient, med sorry, med nurse. So I get these patients after they've had their procedure, you know. And uh, I look at them and I feel, well, I'm happy for them because they, took a step into weight loss. But then again, um, 
I feel sad when I see the same patients coming back in two years or rather three years to get a correction again because they went home, they didn't get advised like they should on how to eat healthy, on when to eat, like the eating window. And so despite surgery, they go back and they go back to their old lifestyles and they come back again for a correction on their surgeries. So I was telling my husband, I think this whole IF should 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 be something that is taught in every uh, hospital. Every doctor practicing medicine should teach their patients because that's the easiest way out. You know, you yeah. don't have to pay anything. You're not taking any pill. Yeah, 100% agree with that. Yeah. Really, really encouraging to hear somebody from the medical community be so passionate. And as you know, we've we've had Sarah Cull on this podcast a couple of times mm -hmm. from New Zealand. And Sarah mm -hmm. is a nurse down in New Zealand, and she works in a medical clinic where the first-line defense for obesity and diabetes treatment is intermittent fasting. And mm -hmm. they, won't, they won't even consider their patients for weight loss surgery before they talk to them about intermittent fasting. But as we know, some people are in a situation where weight loss surgery can change and save their life. I mean, mm -hmm. doc, Dr. Jason Fung, I mean, he talks about how he deals with these people in his clinic that are four or 500 pounds. And sometimes mm -hmm. that they have to do that. But yeah. if it's a case where you're salvageable and you can sort of go down the path of intermittent fasting first, and I think that would be sad too, working with people that have just had it done and you, you know how great it is and not being able to sort of relay that. But I hope it does become more mainstream in our medical community. And, and I don't mm -hmm. think it is mainstream yet out there, intermittent fasting. We still have a lot of work to do, don't we, Dee? True, very true. Yeah, we have a lot of work to do in ed educating people, you know. And, you know, the um, the hugest population of people don't know about it. Yeah. That's the unfortunate bit. So the more we share this news, you know, the better it gets. Yeah, I agree. And I think the more we do things like this podcast or we have things like Facebook groups where people can come and see testaments, not just of my testament or your testament to our journey, <laughs> but hundreds and thousands of people that have gone down this path, they've had huge success. And the, the greatest thing I really love about intermittent fasting is that I've been mm -hmm. able to keep the weight off for three years, okay? So to mm -hmm. me, that's, you know, a qualification of this does actually work. It's sustainable and you can do it mm -hmm. for life. And once you get the weight off, you can then use the tools of IF. And you mentioned their maintenance and you do that uh, sort of 20 and 4 during the week. And then on mm -hmm. the weekends, you do that 16 and 8, so you can have that social aspect with your husband and that sort of thing and sort of free yourself up. So yeah. ma maintenance, I find, is a totally different mindset to when you're actually losing the weight. And Do you find that too, D? that it's just you know that you're going to be doing this for life now and it just becomes a lifestyle? Yeah. You know, it's um, you know it feels even more exciting knowing that it's not something you did. Like, it's not something you did to lose all this weight and then if you don't do it then you end up adding all this weight knowing that this is a tool you'll use for the rest of your life is amazing and uh at first i was nervous when i got to well when i got to 135 and continued losing and then i got to 122 pounds i kind of got nervous like oh my goodness what if i start adding all this weight and then i said to myself you know wait a minute i've come from so far i have all these tools in my belt and I'm going to stick to it. It's not like I'm going back to my old self. 
So knowing that this is something that works and it's main, you know, it's manageable, it makes you feel that you can stick to it for sure. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. And it's so mm -hmm. free when you find out that you can do things that you couldn't do before. I mean, you just mentioned casually there, oh, I go for a 10-kilometer run. Well, that's amazing yeah. in itself because, you know, when you're really heavy, exercise is a chore, isn't it? And the thought of running 10 kilometers, man, that's that's a killer. So congratulations on that. And the plantar fasciitis, getting rid of that as a runner, I can't imagine how freeing that is. You don't have that pain in your foot and that sort of thing, and you can just go out. Yeah. And I, I guess when you're running, it just must be a real sense of freedom, D, that you just love it. So much freedom. And, you know, uh, I forgot to mention about the, uh, the plantar fasciitis. You know, it was so bad that um, a doctor had told me that I needed to get the cortisol shots. That was the only way to get rid of um, the pain. But, you know, thinking about it, if I had gone through that route of getting cortisol shots, and those are steroid shots for those who uh, are not in the medical field. And with that comes a lot of side effects. So, and one of the side effects is weight gain. So if I had started on getting those injections, I would be so dependent, I would actually be 100% dependable on these things, on these medications. And then, you know, at a very tender age, at a very young age, I hadn't even enjoyed my life. And here I am limping. Getting up to go to the bathroom in the morning would be so painful. Like I dreaded doing that in the morning, just getting up and putting my feet down. As opposed to now, when it's morning, I'm super excited. I want to get out of my you know bedroom, have a quick shower, get my coffee and get going, you know, or go for my run. So it's very freeing. And like you mentioned, uh, a lot on tweet, running has a lot of freedom to it. You know, uh, I feel like this is, this is, uh, I've earned, I've earned this. I've earned this healthy body and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy the outdoor. I'm going to, um, motivate people. And through all this IF journey and my runs, I've motivated a bunch of women around my neighborhood. You know, they see me running with my little boy in his Bob stroller and, I've had about three women coming over to me and asking me if they can join me for runs. And with that, I've gone for a run with two of them so far. And in between the runs, I even shared IF. I did, I tell them that I do runs. Yes, I've lost a bunch of weight, like you see, but I also do something called intermittent fasting. And I'm hoping to recruit or rather to have as many women or even men, whoever wants to join me for runs and all, I will continue doing that. Love it. The running faster. I could just see it now, D. Running across running across America like the movie Forrest Gump. You start, start off with a couple of people, next thing 10 people, next thing 100, next thing thousands running with you. And I yeah. think it's so fantastic. And maybe that's not such a silly idea. Maybe there can be a run for fasting one day. We're all fasters that love to run, get together. We're getting towards the back half of the podcast now. Mm-hmm. And if you wouldn't mind sharing, like you mentioned, you inspired those women that see you running and that sort of thing, and I, I guess you've inspired some colleagues that you work with too there. If you mm -hmm. wouldn't mind sharing some motivation and inspiration, if you were talking to people about starting IF, what would you tell them? I would tell them, anybody starting um, IF, I would tell them, stick to it. Don't worry about anything. Don't worry about how 
soon you're going to lose weight because I think people compare themselves with others a lot. And when you look at someone who's lost 50 pounds within three months or two months, you feel like, oh, I'm not losing enough. Then I'm going to quit this thing. It's not for me. So for beginners, just stick to it and don't compare yourself with others. We all have our own journeys, our own beautiful journeys. And it's amazing what happens after that. And then the other thing um, I would like to tell anybody starting first thing is... Um, do clean fast. Do clean fast. Don't cheat. Don't put creamer in your sugar. Uh, sorry, don't put creamer in your coffee or sugar in your drinks and stuff. Just do the clean thing because the sooner you get your body uh, used to, the easier it is for the body to adjust this new lifestyle. And it's something that you're going to do for the rest of your life. So why would you want to have shortcuts in between, you know? And then um, the other thing um, I would say to someone starting their um, journey in IF is they will never regret it. They will never, ever regret having started IF. That's what I always tell anybody. Just do it for even a week and see how you feel, but don't quit. Just keep on doing it and know that it's a very beautiful journey with end, good end results. Yeah, I love that. I love those words, beautiful journey, because it is a beautiful journey. And when yeah. you do have your health transformation and you do want to share it and you're very passionate about it, and I can see you doing a lot of that in the future, mm -hmm. I think it's really important to say that to people. That And the other thing is to give it time. I always say to people, look, you need six to 12 months to give this a True. full go. You mm -hmm. can't can't do it for a few weeks and then say, oh, it doesn't work, it's no good, you know, and then chuck it away and go back to your old ways. That's not mm -hmm. going to serve you. That's not going to help you. You really yeah. need to give intermittent fasting. It's not going to work overnight. It's not a silver bullet, but it is the best health plan out there that I know of, and it's mm -hmm. also a free health plan. I mean, you can go and anybody can do it. Any age can do it. As you know, we don't recommend it for small children, but you yeah. know, anybody that's old enough can start IF, and you're never too old to do it. We have seventy-year-old, eighty-year-olds in our group. They do intermittent mm -hmm. fasting and they have great success. We have a lot of mums in the group that have just, you know, mm -hmm. had children, that sort of thing. So I think mm -hmm. that's fantastic too. And I think starting now with your child being so young, it's a real mm -hmm. role model too for him, you know. Yeah. He's seen mm -hmm. his mum healthy and out running and that sort of thing. And as he's growing up, that's something he'll probably transition into. Do you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he really loves it when we run at the park. We live right across the park and, you know, he looks back and wants me to chase him, which is really cute. I can imagine when I lost, I mean, when I had all this weight, I don't think I would ever run after him. You know, maybe I'd be so exhausted and grumpy and uh, not wanting to take him out all the time. And I think uh, as he grows older, you know, right now he's a kid, he eats whatever he wants to, I mean, he eats healthy, but um, I think with time he's going to end up choosing the right direction and um like i mentioned i have a 12 year old stepdaughter i don't force her to eat food all the time you know i've noticed that she doesn't like to eat in the morning you know she would maybe have her breakfast around 11 on the weekends and i don't wake her up or rather when she gets up i don't tell her to go eat a banana or to go make cereal or whatever i just ask her if she's hungry to come downstairs and eat and she say i'm not hungry and i respect that and then later on, I see her picking up her, you know, her breakfast around 11 o'clock. 
And I'm like, you know, it's healthy because she's at a good BMI and good weight. And um, I will encourage her and also my son and any other child that comes along. Yeah, gee, out of all the things that you can think of about your intermittent fasting journey, if you had mm-hmm. to pick one thing, what was the best thing about starting this journey? IF gave me a new body. IF blessed me and gifted me with this body that I have right now. You know, I feel rather I was trapped in a body that wasn't mine for so many years. So that's the one thing that I am so grateful for uh, that happened to me, you know, having this energetic body, this healthy body, uh, this body that I really appreciate from where we came from to now. That's one thing that I can say. Yeah, I like that too, what you just said about being strapped into a body that really wasn't a body that was you Mm -hmm. or that you wanted for that matter. And, And I think that's a really great thing to say. But I can't tell you how great it's been to have you on the podcast today d and i think you're going to go on to inspire many people and i'd love to talk to you in another six to 12 months time now you've been in maintenance for a while there and see how you're going and we'll check in with you but d thank you so much for joining me here on the fasting highway today you're welcome thank you so much for having me it was a great pleasure oh the pleasure is all mine and as i said earlier we really thank you for being an inspiring member of the uh, fasting highway facebook community you have a great day You too. Thank you. Okay, bye. Okay, bye-bye. Oh, thank you so much, Dee. Absolutely enjoyed that chat with you, and I think it was a great insight into what it's like to live an intermittent fasting lifestyle. I really loved your attitude, and also those NSVs and health benefits are really stacking up for you, and I'm so glad that you're out there running, doing that 10Ks. What a joy that must be. And thank you for everything that you shared with us today. We really appreciate you being here. Also, folks, as mentioned in the podcast, uh, Dee is an inspiring member of our Facebook group, The Fasting Highway. Uh, Please come and join us there. We've got over 6,000 members from all over the world. If you want to get some inspiration and uh, somewhere to start, also ask some questions, and you can do that there at The Fasting Highway Facebook group. Also, if you are interested in a personal journey and myself, uh, you'll find that in my book, The Fasting Highway, which you can get on Amazon and both paperback and Kindle. Anyway, until next week, folks, be well, be safe, and remember, clean fasting is everlasting.